Hey guys, welcome to episode number 23, how to run a business on the move with our special guest, Emily Gallagher. Emily is the founder of Conscious Boss and a life and business coach to women in wellness. She is an amazing and really inspirational lady, and this podcast is jam-packed with tons of advice, tips, and just general damn good stuff, actually. (laughs) So drop us a comment in the tribe and let us know what your takeaway is from this episode. Enjoy! You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host, Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share, and connect with fellow solo women travelers from all over the globe. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Solo Woman Travel Tribe Podcast. And today, I have got the pleasure of chatting with Emily Gallagher. She is a life and business coach for women in wellness. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for coming on. What's up, girl? I'm excited to be on here. Yes, I'm so excited for this. All right, so first of all, can you tell us, how did you become a life coach and what is it that you do? Yeah, it's always an interesting question because I always <laughs> wonder how much information I should give. So, um, so yeah, I work primarily with women in the wellness industry, so I help them with that early stage, really getting clear on their idea and launching their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mo- I'm mostly business coaching more so than life coaching, but I do find I include the two because I find that, you know, a lot of self-development and internal work needs to happen for us women to build a business as well. So they're very interconnected. Yeah. Um, my brother is a coach, and so that really got me exposed oh, wow. to even yeah to even what coaching is um, earlier on in the piece, and then it just was kind of through following the following the nudges. Like I went to university for business, and I've got a business degree, and I started traveling, and I think that really opened my eyes to like the bigger world out there. And um, then it was like when I was twenty four, my um, my dad passed away, and I kind of came back home from Australia where I had been working um, in finance with my sort of I guess my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I um, yeah I came home and I knew I sort of always knew that I wanted my own business, and I've always been really interested in health and wellness. And um, I got involved in a network marketing business, which was you know really what got me into having my own business and coaching people and coaching the team and building team and that kind of thing speaking, you know, I used to host the events and speak on like NC the meetings and things like that. So that was where I learned a lot of the skills that I now use now. Um, and, but it was sort of through doing that, that I realized that that wasn't my thing. I was like, I was into it, but I had this little internal knowing that like that wasn't the end game, you know, yeah. like it was just this sort of knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I literally one day went to this meditation course and I felt like I had this kind of real moment of clarity where I knew that the network marketing business was like being nudged away and this like names of mentors who are in this space, like Gabriel Bernstein, Chris Carr and Marie Folio yeah. were going around in this sort of side of my head. And, and I just knew in that moment that finally I was, I guess, quiet enough to listen to what my intuition had been telling me <laughs> all along, you know? Yeah. Um, and then six months, like six weeks later from there, I was in New York city at Gabriel Bernstein's, um, Get Spirit Junkie Masterclass and that was a whole room full of like coaches and healers and it just further opened my eyes to the space and um, I made a decision in that room that, you know, no longer would fear be the overriding, 
you know, decision maker mm-hmm. of my life. And yeah. I came up and I started Conscious Boss and kind of had just followed the nudges from there. You know, what I do now is very different to what I did when I started. I literally just started putting out Instagram posts and like I get the reminders from Facebook and I'm like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> did I say that? Oh my God. <laughs> what is this? Um, but you know, it's just like that whole piece of like getting into action, not waiting for it to be perfect, just following the nudges. And, you know, even the word, the t- like conscious boss came to me on a walk. Like I was trying to think of names to register and I just knew I wanted .com. And, um, I was just on a walk one day and I found, like found the name and asked a few people and they were like, that's cool. And then, so I just registered it. And, you know, now I work with conscious entrepreneurs and women in the wellness industry and, you know, helping people to become conscious bosses. It's like really bizarre, but I had no idea when I started that that's what I would actually be doing. Yeah. And it's so cool that you've been open this whole journey to just letting it be what it'll be. Yeah. And not putting it, you know, putting a box around it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It can be hard, but. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So how long did you have, you know, the business up and running? So how long was Conscious Boss up and running before you started to travel? Yeah, good question. So um, I started in 2004. So never, like, I mean, it wasn't, I went to New York to, you know, this event. Yeah. But it obviously it wasn't really working in the business. Um. And I would say, yeah, so I started it in November of 2014. And so when I say started, literally I just did Instagram posts. Um, (laughs) And then, so then it was really probably 2000 and when, so I left, I was working full time at Lululemon all of 2015. Mm -hmm. And then 2016, I, so traveling with the business, probably not until last year, 2017. Yeah. And you did a lot of travel last year, hey? Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Where did you go? What did you do? Yeah. So again, interestingly enough, that trip came out of, I was, it was storming. I was in the Gold Coast and, um, it was, so first I went to the Gold Coast. Um, I had some friends, well, some friends now who came to New Zealand who I reached out and they, I did an event with them here. And then I went to the Gold Coast and did an event with them there. Mm-hmm. And I had, um, funnily enough, again, I was meant to go to Bali in 2016, but I got really sick. And so I had this trip that I had to use. And so I had used that trip to go to LA. So I booked a flight to LA and, um, I was just going to hang out and what, do whatever. And then I had to then be, I was in a coaching program and I had to be in Hawaii in September. So I had these two things and then I decided to go to Burning Man. And so I was like, (laughs) that was kind of the cincher. And it was like, I was walking along the beach in the Gold Coast in, in the storm. And I was just like, hold on that's outrageous. What am I going to do? Go like three times. And I just decided that I would go for this whole period. Um, and the people that I was hanging out with were from LA. And so it just kind of all seemed to happen. So yeah, I went, I did the event in the Gold Coast. Um, and then I came home and then in May I went to, um, what I do, I flew into LA. Then I helped my girlfriend, Melaine out at her, her, um, retreat in Lake Como. And then I was in New York and then LA and then Africa. And then, where I was in New York again and then you were all over the place was all over the place yeah, yeah. and it's happening again this year it's like oh my gosh <laughs> all right well the big question then really is how do you run a business on the move like that I mean you want to grow and develop your business and you yeah. want to see the sites and and explore the place where you are how do you do that at the same time yeah, I think a really, really big thing for this is like not waiting until you're ready, like mm. anything, and yeah. especially like anything I share about. But like, I remember when I left, like it was, I was on the, um, you know, my business had been slowly brewing for a few years, but like 
January, February, and then like March, I spiked in my business and like really started to grow. And so in terms of income and then, um, but when I left, I was super scared. Like I was like, mm. oh, I'm going too soon. Is this going to impact the business? Is this like, am I ever going to get clients again? Like I remember sitting in New York about um, 10 days after I'd left New Zealand. It was summer outside. It was really hot. I mean, I spent a fair bit of time in New York, but like I was in this beautiful apartment and I just didn't want to leave. I didn't, I was, I mean, I've been working really hard before I, I left New Zealand, but I was overwhelmed and I was super in a lot of fear. Like I was like, am I ever going to get a client again? Maybe I left too soon. I'm homesick. I want to go home. You know, I was really mm-hmm. in that place and um, it was really overwhelming. I and actually, you know, I remember that because you were doing some Facebook lives at the time yeah. and you just came out and you just said it like it was. Yeah. Which I think yeah. was probably like the best thing that you could do is just say, this is what I'm going through and it's not easy and I'm putting it out yeah. there. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing is, is it's like, I mean, because like anything, like staying in New Zealand for a big long winter, that's not easy either. But no. like, <laughs> anything comes with a price. And I think it's really important to not over glamorize. Like, I moved around a lot last year and it was overwhelming. And like, I felt like I was constantly having to get in emails and, you know, like you do, but you also adapt. Like, I yeah. kind of, you adapt to whatever your situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was super overwhelmed with it and then just kind of got my flow. But I wasn't really actively working with – so at that point, I was launching programs. And so, you know, I wasn't doing one-on-one coaching anymore. So I was enrolling in a program that started from November. But also something to note is, like, you always adapt. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, how am I going to keep making money? And what I just did was adapted my enrollment process. So I was enrolling from, like, June until November. And I had clients, you know, sort of starting to pay so they had longer to be – to make payments and things like that. And you just kind of adapt. And, and even on the eve of going, you know, I go back again on Sunday, I'm nervous because it's like, mm. oh, my gosh, am I going to make it work? Like, how am I going to have the time and the energy? And, you know, and I think one thing I definitely learned last year when, with traveling was, like, less is more, like, longer in less places. Yes. Definitely 100%. key. Mm-hmm. And I have spoken to so many people and they say that, like, just, yeah, stretch it out. Instead of going for three days, make it a week yeah. because you need to factor in some relaxation, some time to yourself, some sightseeing, and some work. Yeah. Don't totally. jam it all in. Yeah. It's not – because then it's just so enjoyable and it's like, well, then it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know? So I think, yeah, definitely definitely less more. And, like, I think as well knowing that, you you know, you can adapt and, um, yeah, and also knowing that, like, one of the big things is also, I think, knowing that, like, you can't do it all, like, which yes. is kind of on the back of that. But, like, yeah. there is a reality now with my business that, like, it's it's I can't just pick up and go everywhere. Like, I've, I have to structure things a bit more and go, okay, I need this amount of time to, like, work on this and not move and, you know, actually not be super, super, super nomadic. Mm. Yeah, totally. Just, also, my, my trip is, like, expanding into, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make it work. And, like, thankfully, you know, I have a bit of support now on the team, so that does help. But I didn't mm-hmm. last year. I had, like, an assistant for a few hours a week, and it wasn't, like, you know, I was still doing the majority of my business all by myself. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I've come up against, which has been huge, is the time difference or the time zones. How is, how is that manageable for you? Yeah, it's definitely, I mean – these days, there's no ideal time zone for me because my clients are literally everywhere. Like in my next program I'm running, majority are in Australia, a couple in the UK, and one person is in New Zealand. So oh, like wow. I no longer, Yeah, it's crazy. I no longer have um, 
like I don't even know what time zone is my time zone anymore that I should work (laughs) like I'm like where are my people yeah so um but that's definitely a factor and especially you know because when you have a team like I've got two team members in completely different time zones one like is the opposite to me um and in terms of like running the business um like in terms of setting calls and stuff like that um I usually now just make them that whatever's the most convenient for me. Like I've got, I've got calls set in my program that I try to have everyone's time zone that they're at least an hour of awake time. Um, but there's times where I'm going to be in London. I'm going to have to take a group call at 11 PM because I've decided to move around. So I'm going to have yeah. to do that. So again, I think you just kind of adapt and it depends on if it's something that's like consistently, if it's something you have to consistently put into your schedule, the time zone is a factor, but like if it's kind of moving and changing and you're moving around, I think you just kind of have to be a little flexible. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it is the flexibility because you're the one who's choosing to travel around. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. especially, you know, for your clients, if they're used to having that 9am call on, you know, every Friday morning, you need to try and keep it as close to that as possible within reason. I mean, I, I'm probably, wouldn't function at 3am in the morning if I had to wake up, but <laughs> <laughs> totally. And also as yeah. well, like I'm this year, I'm a lot, a lot better at planning. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of makes me laugh. My, my assistant at the time and I last year started mapping out like my whole calendar for when I was going to be on the move. And it was like Mondays between these times, it's admin time, Tuesdays in between these times is this time, like all of these allocated times when I was going to work. And yeah. Like, once did I work to that? And I'm like, this is not going to work for me. Like, no, it's no. definitely not. No. So, but whereas this time, like, it's not allocated like that at all. Um, but in terms of all of my call times and all of that, like, that's already in the calendar. So basically, you know, for what I have the foresight of now, I can allocate. But like I said, like, I know I'm going to be in London for one of the calls, and that's going to be at 11 p.m. And that's just what I'm going to have to do because to keep it as consistent as possible for the clients. Yeah, totally. And you can prepare for that. I mean, if you need to have an afternoon nap, you do that. You just, you know, when you've got your own business, you can be flexible like that. It's not a nine to five anymore, is it? No. I mean, I'm going to be in London. That's already a win, right? Yeah, totally. So I think I can stay up later and do a call. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be totally worth it. So has... In terms of like moving around and being in all these different countries, you were just saying before that like you've only got one New Zealand client in your next boot camp. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, so for anyone who's listening, New Zealand is your home. So that's where you're originally yeah. from. And the majority are coming from Australia, a few from the UK, et cetera. Has moving yeah. around really helped you to get clients from all over the globe, would you say? Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and I was on a team call last night and we were kind of actually analyzing, like, why have I only got one Kiwi in here? Like, yeah. something's gone really strange that, like, because I've been in New Zealand as well for the last six months. I've had a few mm-hmm. events here and things like that. So it's quite odd. I don't know what it is. I think there is an element of Kiwi mentality where Kiwi women can be a little afraid to invest. So mm-hmm. I think there is an element of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have just spent six months here, so I've really been here. But I definitely think so, you know, and I have a lot of international friends so that are in this space. And I think sort of through collaborations and things like that with them, I've widened up my audience yeah. um, with more Americans and, and people from the UK and things like that. So, um, but yeah, obviously when you're in places, you meet more people from there and then that network kind of grows. So like anything as well, it's like a plus and a minus, you know, you get that, but you also end up having a global network and lots of people you don't get to see real, (laughs) (laughs) which anyone listening to this podcast, I'm sure can relate to. Yeah. And yeah, it's just more people to go visit around the world, right? (laughs) 
Totally. <laughs> yeah, which I loved. Yeah. So you just talked then for a minute about collaboration. So when you're traveling around, you're meeting different people and you're collaborating with them. Can you tell us about that? Like what, why would you collaborate? What's the benefit of collaboration? Yeah, oh, my gosh, you know how much I love this. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so collaboration is, like, my favorite thing. Um, when done well, and because basically, you know, when you have your own business, you can't even be, you know, alone in it, and you, like, it's just really fun to basically not just collaborate, but also, like, build these relationships and community. And so my golden rule with collaboration is, like, really making sure you're looking for people that you really, really love and, like, would love to hang out with, love to be friends with, and then actually – you know, building collaborations from there. So um, it's a really great way to get to build your audience, to make amazing friends in the industry, to, you know, add more value to your audience through collaborations. And, um, yes, obviously when you're traveling, and that's, you know, that's a really big reason why I go to the U.S. and stuff like that is because, you know, New Zealand is amazing and I love it, but it's small. We're small here. Mm -hmm. There's just less of everything, a little less of the the ideas, a little less of the people chasing them and, you know, which is natural for a small population. So I really enjoy going over there and doing that and collaborating with things just to keep my mind fresh and keep expanding and and keep myself open to the new ideas and, and opportunities. Yeah. And I have to say it is one thing that I think you do amazingly well is, you know, build relationships with people and collaborate. Like, yeah. I really need to highlight that. Like, it's amazing. And some of the people that you've collaborated with as well is, is yeah, amazing. <laughs> Take my hat off to you for that. Oh, thanks. And I think that a lot of it is like, is because of that travel. You are in the places where these people are. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. Lewis Howes, for example. Like, I met him in LAX, you know, on their way to Europe. Like, so when you put yourself in these places where these people yeah. are, it obviously improves your possibility of yeah. connecting and making Compl- it happen. Yeah, opportunities arise when you put yourself out there, out there in the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So in terms of community, what role has community played in having your business on the move? Yeah, good question. Community is a really big one, and it kind of goes off the back of collaboration too in terms of like, you know, you're building community, you're widening your audience, you're connecting with more people, you're building relationships. A big thing for me, you know, the Conscious Boss Clique was, you know, started in New Zealand as just an event for some of my friends in business to like have someone to learn from and to build a community of like collaboration and support. And that's really built into the backbone of my business now and, and build that community. I, I think a big reason for that is because it was never about me. It was about connecting people. Same with you and the, and the mm-hmm. solo travel tribe. Like you've got this massive, beautiful tribe of women, but it's because it's never been about you. It's about yeah. how do you add value to people? How do you connect more people? And yeah. it's just like building into this beautiful, beautiful organism, you know? Um, and, and, you know, we're also relationship beings, you know, we need that community. We need that tribe. We mm-hmm. need, to have that around us, both our peers and also like, you know, building connection amongst like if you're in business amongst your clients and things like that to really build that engagement and that loyalty and that connection between people. So how do you nurture and grow your community then when you're traveling while you're on the move? Yeah. I mean, I'm always, especially when I'm away and things like that, like I'm always looking to go to events. I'm always looking to meet people. I'm always looking for who's around in that space, you know, and, and I also love to do in-person meetups, like, you mm-hmm. know, when, when boot camp and stuff, like anytime I can bring it offline and actually create an in-person experience, I'm always for it. Even if that's just a small meetup with a bunch of, like a handful of people, it really just, the more that you can do that, I think the, the deeper the relationships go. And so I'm always looking to do that. Um, and 
and things now with like social media and stuff, it makes community building so much easier because yeah. you know you're right there and connected, and then people stay in that community. So um, I think that helps a lot as well. Yeah, definitely. I think social media has made it so much easier to you know keep your community engaged and totally yeah, completely. So for anyone who wants to take you know start a business or take their business on the move, I know that's yeah. a pretty vague question. What what would you say are some of the the steps that they need to take or can you give us any advice to that? Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, firstly, it was two quite different questions. Firstly, yeah. in terms of, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but we can answer both of them. They're both very good questions. Um, the first one I would say anyone looking to maybe start a business is like, you know, really thinking about what do you love to do? Like, even if we look at you, for example, like mm-hmm. with Solar Women Travel Tribe, like you started that because you love travel. You love yep. connecting people building this beautiful, beautiful tribe of people. It's not been, you're not like thinking, how can I make money? How can I make money? What can I do to make money? You know, and I think that's a really big thing because slowly, slowly it starts to build into a channel that you can actually look for opportunities to monetize. Um, And that's not the driving force. It's never the reason why. And so I think that's a really big thing. You know, what do you love to do? I think Mm -hmm. that people can get really hung up on passion and purpose. And it's like, you know, thinking there's this one thing that you're meant to do. And I think that can be really paralyzing for people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, um, constantly leaning into the curiosities, what are you curious about? What, what do you stay up at light night, you know, Googling, which I'm sure for a bunch of these people is beautiful hotels and travel. Yeah. (laughs) And thinking for how like opportunities to create that. And I think the big thing as well is like not, waiting for like this big thing to happen, but like constantly taking the little small actions. Like yeah. what feels like a yes right now? What's curious? What's, what are you feeling curious about? Like even me with my events, I was not making money off of them for like two, 11 months. I had one every single month. And like, even then when I started making money, I wasn't making lots of money at all. Um, but it just always felt right. Like I would have lots of times where I was like, why am I doing this? But I would always still at the end of the day be like, no, but it feels like the next right step. So just like really being tuned into like, okay, what is showing up? What's something I could do right now? And, you know, enjoying the process, but like not having it to feel like, I think there can be a lot of like, expecting instant results and expecting like instant money and instant freedom and all of that. And I think it's also knowing that yes, you can have that, but like I, on one hand, I think traveling builds my business. On the other hand, I know that it costs me some of that because Mm. I'm choosing the life, but also like I've always been committed to like living my life and not waiting until, you know, so it's like a double-edged sword. Um, and so, and then when you're ready to actually travel again, it's kind of like, having those experiences, meeting those people creates opportunities. And it's like those of us in business generally want freedom. And so, you know, I'm a big believer. I've lost, you know, a few people that I love. And I think having that experience, you realize that life is now. And so, you know, you waiting for the perfect time to travel, waiting for the perfect time to build the business, waiting for the perfect time to do anything never really comes. And so we have to be in it. And then when we're in it, we get sent that next resource. And I think when we future trip and I'm like, like if I sat here and think, okay, how am I going to make this work for this whole six months? I would lose my mind because, you know, I've started budgeting and I start doing this, this and this. And like, I know now from the experience last year that I was in that same mentality and everything worked out, you know? Exactly. And so, yeah. yeah. Tapping yeah. in and checking in with that and knowing you're actually always going to be okay if you're like resourceful enough. Yeah, exactly. And it just, I guess when you go out there and give it a go, you learn just how resourceful you really are, how capable you really are. Yeah. But also put a little bit of faith in the universe. Like just trust that what is meant to be will be. Yeah. And whether it works out or not, you're going to learn and grow as a person either way. And then yeah. you just take another step, right? 
yeah yeah it's a really big one it's 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 a constant journey. It's a constant lesson to lean into. And we, you know, when we get caught in our heads, and I get it all the time. I'm a Capricorn. I'm like a recovering control addict. Like, so <laughs> I get caught into that space, you know, often. But it's like, you just have to check back in and remind yourself, I'll be good. I'll be good. Like, anyone listening to this podcast is good. Like, you're going to probably be able to afford at least a bed in a hostel. Like, if anything goes wrong, you know, and be, you'll be okay. Like, most of us have most of us are going to be all good at the end of the day. It might not be, like you just said, how we thought it would be or the way that we thought it would work out, but we're always going to learn and we're always going to be able to bring that into something different. Yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning as well that too too often we focus on what can go wrong or why we shouldn't do it. Like we focus on all those negative things instead of thinking, well, what could we learn? What What could be the best outcome here? Like what could go completely right? Yeah. You know, of just taking that step and giving it a go. Yeah, and like you say, there's, yeah, there's no right time to do it, so yeah, just do it. It's a really, yeah, it's a really good thing to bring up, and I'm glad you did. And I think it is like how also noticing like how different you feel when you think, whoa, what could actually happen? Yeah, like, what what if could what could happen? Not like what could go wrong. And it's like why we're we just more trained into that thought, but like mm-hmm. how expansive that is. And I'm really glad you brought that up because that's actually making me feel a lot better. You know, like, whoa, what could yeah. happen if I just like, wow, that's really exciting, you know? Exactly. What's the best that, is, that could happen here? Like what are some of the possible outcomes? Like brainstorm a whole bunch of the good stuff. Cause we so often just sit there and go, Oh, but that might happen. And Oh shit. What about that? And Oh my God. And it's just like yeah. chewing up your mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're more likely to attract that in when you're focusing on yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're going to attract that, totally. So yeah. any last words of advice that you can leave with our listeners? Um, really, like, one of my biggest things is just, like, you know, I'm a really big fan of action, <laughs> um, you know, aligned action. So, like, tapping into what's important to you, tapping into how you want to feel, tapping into how you want your life to look like, and then just going after it. Like, yes, you're going to do some things that are stupid. Yes, you're going to send some silly email or yes, you're going to whatever, but like, just do it like that. Like the, and it's just kind of what we were saying. What's the worst that can happen, but even what's the best, like exactly. usually the excitement of what could happen is way going to override what possibly could go wrong. And so I think that, yeah, you really learn through the action you learn through doing and putting yourself in the hot seat and you know, anyone who's lost anyone, anyone who's had anything like that happen in their life will know, like you do, you are not guaranteed tomorrow to stop living like you are, you know, because one day you're gone. And then what did you not do? Because you were so scared to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. like just go out there and, and, and give life a crack, you know, and all, all levels, you're going to be good. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. That is fantastic. Thanks so much, Em. That's awesome advice. So where can anyone find you if they want to connect with you outside of this episode? Yeah. Awesome. So I'm conscious boss on all things. So conscious boss on Instagram, conscious boss on Facebook, um, consciousboss.com. So you can also go and grab, I've got like a free workbook that goes through, um, how essentially I built my business and how you can get a little bit more clear and take some steps on yours as well. So if that is interest anyone, you can get that at consciousboss.com forward slash 20 and then the letter K. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to jump in and grab that, they can. Otherwise I'm very active on Instagram. Yeah. And I can vouch for that download as being effing awesome. Oh, 
Um, yeah, that yeah. was so good. <laughs> so yeah, yeah definitely I get a copy. Now include it with like all of my travel and stuff, but um, but it's got some fundamentals in there that are helpful. Yeah, definitely does. So it's a great place to, for awesome. anyone who's listening to start. So thanks so much, Emma. I so appreciate you making some time to come on here, and it was so good to catch up with you. So good to catch up with you as well, and I'm so pumped and excited and proud of everything that you're creating as well and the epic tribe that you're bringing together. So, yeah, anyone who's listening to this, you're definitely in a good spot and keep this <laughs> awesome check. Awesome. Thanks so much, Em. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Dad. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.